Welcome to your home fitness podcast brought to you by Power Block, home of the world's best dumbbell. On today's episode, we are going to be asking the question, how do I get back into the game, into my workouts after an injury? We've got a very special guest, Mel Taylor of Mel Beast Fitness on Instagram, and she's going to be talking about how she did it. We're going to learn a lot of little tidbits about patience, uh, paying attention to your body, and what type of discipline it's going to take to recover. We're also going to get a couple of nuggets about how do I keep my mindset positive or what else can I work on during my recovery process so that it can be much more effective and much more safe. Now, without any further ado, let's cue the music. Dig it. Mel, welcome back. Thank you. Yes. Happy to be here. Thank you for being here with us again. We actually have spoken to you once before here on the podcast. And we were in August, I believe, that we spoke to you of 2021. And I wanted to call back that episode. Uh, We released it on September 27th, 2021. So if you're listening, go check out Mel's first episode with us. But welcome her back. Should we get a little applause? Yeah, welcome back, Mel. Thanks for joining us again. Thank you. I'm happy to be back. Thanks for having me back. So before we got you on here, Mel, we were talking about injuries. And I was asking Dan here about any injuries that he had. We were talking about, you know, he's a climber. He's a rock climber. And so he had some injuries and he did not take care of them very well. (laughs) No, I did not. So unfortunately, he's not back to tip top shape in his climbing. But what I do know about you, Mel, and why I wanted to have you on this podcast so badly is because within this topic... I feel like you are not necessarily an expert per se, but you are a phenomenal role model into what it looks like to be really intentional with your healing process to get back into working out. So I would love to know right off the bat, what was your biggest injury? Because I know you were in some D1 fast pitch back in the day too, weren't you? I was actually, and and probably one of my worst injuries was um, when I played in college. I was a catcher, and uh, I had a collision at home plate my very first game of my junior year. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so I had trained all year, and I, I uh, hurt my ankle pretty bad um, in a collision, and I ended up missing about half the season, um, which was pretty disappointing because it's a fairly short season. Um and so that was probably my biggest injury that I had in my career, for sure. So you missed your junior year, obviously. Were you able to come back for senior year? Yeah, I actually, I, I probably should have redshirted the whole year. I, I missed, I ended up playing the last third, I would say, of the season um, instead of redshirting. And then I was fully recovered for my senior year, thankfully. So what was the process? And, and I'm just going to dive into it because I know just recently, you had an injury as well. And that's the one that I've been watching you go through. And that was a, that was a brain injury. Am I, am I right on that? You are correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was uh, looking to grow my home gym. So as we discussed in yeah. the first podcast, I have uh, quite a few sets of power block dumbbells. They are definitely my go-to. Um, but I was looking to grow the home gym a little bit. So I had purchased a power rack um, from Facebook marketplace and I went with my teenage son to go get it. We did have to disassemble it in order to transport it home. And during the disassembly, uh, the structure collapsed and the top part, which is the metal pull-up bar, um, fell and smashed, smashed off my forehead. It's funny, but oh it's Oh my gosh. 
Uh, yeah, so uh, oh, a good intention to get stronger and, uh, and and keep going in my fitness journey came to a grinding halt. I It was a bit of a, a disaster in this poor guy's garage because I was cut pretty badly, so I needed stitches, and then I ended up with a, a pretty significant concussion. Um, I ended up missing uh, about four months of work, working out, just life in general. So it, it's been uh, a pretty, it was actually just right after I spoke to you guys last time that it, that it happened. And that's like a, one of my worst fears is being on a freaking bench or something and having something come literally crashing down. Yeah. 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 So it, you were trying was, to upgrade, uh, you were doing with the best yes. intentions, you were trying to upgrade your game and the universe was like, uh, uh-uh, girl. And you got literally yeah. knocked, knocked off your pedestal literally Holy knocked crap. off my pedestal yeah do not try and get better you should maybe just stick to your dumbbells uh stick to what do, you know do not pass and, go uh, do not do not yeah. collect 200 dollars. Exactly. exactly so with within that injury how were the healing processes different from the fast pitch ankle injury to the concussion brain injury or or better better questioned how was your process different intentionally being young and now your age not yeah. that you're not your old baby girl not but that I, yeah, yeah but I obviously know, you were in college then <laughs> yeah um <laughs> she doesn't look a day over 33 doesn't no, she not at all. you know what i'm saying look at that smile Thank look at that you. smile <laughs> i think you know the the difference with the brain injury is that it took me out of life completely you know i was um incredibly sensitive to light so for probably the first month i barely left my bedroom because I couldn't handle seeing any light at all. So I couldn't work, I couldn't work out, I couldn't modify my workouts. I think, you know, a lot of times when it's, um, let's say a muscular skeletal injury, you can um, maybe do things to offset uh, the injury. So for example, when I wrecked my ankle, I obviously couldn't play or practice, but I could hit off a tee. So I was able to kind of work on tweaking my swing and really working on some of that muscle memory. Um, and I felt, at least I felt productive that I wasn't sitting on the sidelines. And actually when I came back to action, my swing was better than when I got injured. So I was able to sort of use it for good and, and sort of focus on something else. I, I probably didn't rehab the injury as well then. Um, speaking of what Dan was saying with his, his injury, um, when it came to the brain injury, I think you're right, being a little bit older, having a little bit more perspective, and also realizing this was a really, really serious injury was, For sure. I put every, everything into the recovery that I could, because I didn't have the uh, luxury of being young and sort of naive to think that this would fix itself Ooh, the way naive. I did, mm. possibly yeah. when I <laughs> injured my ankle. Yeah. So where I wanted to get, actually go from there, which I love I love how you kind of segued into, I had to take the time. You said you were out for four months with your brain injury? Four months. Holy moly. Yes. Because as we were talking about in the intro, more often than not, the not being able to do what you love and your workout, your physical activity hurts more than the actual pain of the moment. So how did you keep your mindset and perspective in a more positive light? Because I'm sure it, it sucked to be out of your game. <laughs> for four months after wanting to upgrade and being like, oh, I'm on top of my game, let's go. <laughs> and then all of a sudden crack down. How did you keep your brain yeah. in, a, in a positive, optimistic perspective? It, it wasn't easy. Ooh. And I would say there was uh, definitely days where it wasn't possible. Um, 
especially with a brain injury, it's unlike any other injury I've really ever had because you just kind of lose control of your emotions a little bit. Mm -hmm. And um, thankfully, I, I got hooked up relatively early on with a physiotherapist who specialized in concussions. And she was really good at just like, because I would kind of lament to her, like, I just want to get back to working out. Like, I can't believe this. And, you know, and she would just say, like, you will, like, you will. There's right. like, she, there was no question to her. And so it kind of helped me to just realize, like, okay, I'm going to do the work here. Um, and so, she, you know, I think I just became really committed to trying to do the the vestibular physio that she gave me, which was really boring and kind of difficult to do because it, it purposely made you dizzy so that your brain mm. could adapt. Um, but it was really all I had going for me because otherwise I was just laying in bed and uh, that's a pretty difficult place to be in as well. So you had to focus so, on what you can do and that's what you could do at the time. Yeah, it, it, it literally started out um, with exercises like you know, you were just moving your eyes back and forth be between two, uh, you know, fixtures on the wall um, to a metronome or keeping your eyes steady, but move like shaking your head back and forth, oh which goodness. are really horrible things. That to sounds do. horrendous. Um, they're, they're very Do not sign me up for I that. No, it, it was purposely designed to make you dizzy so that your brain adapts and then you gotcha. make it faster and faster and faster. So you get back to human speed and, um, I kind of just ended up making those my workouts, even though it would only be, you know, five minutes, three times a day. I committed to those the way that I committed to a regular workout so that I could see myself progressing. Yes. And it also felt like I was doing something because I, before I got um, hooked up with this physiotherapist, I literally laid in bed for almost a month. Like I had done nothing. I couldn't move. So um, it was better to be doing just this tiny little bit. And um, the other thing too, I spoke about it on the first go round, but the Instagram community yeah, yeah. is really awesome. So I have a, you know, fitness account and I follow a lot of like-minded people. And as I could tolerate social media, I still would go online. I still would see the, the same people that I like to follow and they were still doing it. And it, it kind of just gave me incentive to keep going to get back to absolutely one of the people like you have a cheerleader post. squad yeah rah, rah. go mel can you tell everybody yes. what your ig handle is for me right now mel so it's uh melby's underscore fitness melby's so m-e-l-b-y-s underscore fitness dig it go follow her squad yes she's uh yeah. she's a role model and she's a uh, early worker outer which yeah she's yeah, up before the sunshine the yeah yeah yes. you sure are <laughs> Uh, yeah. Now, I wanted to talk about that doctor. I actually wanted to bring it back because you went to a concussion specialist, as you mentioned. And like you said, she had no doubt in her, in her experience that you were going to be just fine if you, were, if you were putting the time and the energy into rehabbing uh, and the intention, of course. So within that, it's almost like the patient, she, was she able to give you a space to just be patient? Because I think that's one of the main tips that I wanted to bring up with injury is that the patient's is the key to consistency where the consistency is the key to results. So that patience, how did you exercise your patience? Cause you couldn't exercise elsewhere. How yes. did you exercise your patience, Mel? I think maybe because it was such a significant injury that I realized I was so far away from getting back to it that I just kind of accepted that it was going to be a long haul. And I was so far away from, you know, being able to do anything that I just knew it would take time. 
Um, but patience, she did. She would preach patience and she would just say, you will, you'll get back there. You just have to keep doing the work. And so kind of hearing that, I would go see her weekly and it would kind of just be like a weekly reminder that, sure. okay, I'm doing more this week than I did last week. Um, but then part of any injury recovery is setbacks. They're going to happen and you just kind of have to accept them. And again, like you said, the keyword, have patience. And as you get going on your recovery, you, you start to recognize that the setbacks happen less and less. And sure. so it get, you begin to get more momentum and, you know, you're kind of seeing those wins start to stack up again, which is helpful. Accept the setbacks is what Mel just said. That's very good I think advice. we should put that freaking on a t-shirt. <laughs> Accept the setbacks. Be cool with your bad self. Right? <laughs> well, Slow your of, roll. Uh, <laughs> a friend of mine suggested, uh, you know, and I started to do this and it really did work, was kind of just keeping a journal and, you know, making Ooh, sort of a smiley one. face or a sad face if, you know, the day went well. Because you could have like four good days in a row and then the fifth day would be back to bed and you start to get really down. But then if you could look back and see, you know what, I actually have had a pretty good week. And so, yeah, my body didn't really cooperate today, but I'm doing really well compared to where I was a couple of weeks ago. And so I think a big piece of it is the mental component to just know that the setbacks are going to happen. For but sure. if you just can look back and see the, the gentle progression that you're making, and I think it goes for any injury, whether it's rock climbing, you know, you, you could hurt your knees and your shoulders, those types of things. It's It's never linear. And I think the issue with people, Ooh. not the issue, but people who work out, we tend to be pretty routine based, you know, we have you our don't splits. Say. We, <laughs> we know exactly, you know, what we want to work out, how we want to work out. We have a plan and injuries don't really factor into that, especially the way that we recover from the injuries. What I kind of what I kind of visualize is like the mental mountain, right? Like you said, I, when you're keeping a journal, you can look back at the part of the mountain you've already climbed. And be really proud of that, right? That perspective of as you're climbing the mountain, instead of just looking at the top, looking at how far you've already gone. Uh, so I like yeah. actually that, you know, how do you stay positive? Well, keep the perspective of how far do I have yet to go, but here's how far I've come already. I actually yeah. really love that. And for everyone listening, uh, Mel is actually in Canada, eh? Yes. That's right. <laughs> yes. So if you notice a little yes. accent, which is adorable, <laughs> by the way, I just want to call that out. Do She's guys, in Canada. Do you pick up on it? Yeah. Sorry. Just a bit. Just a bit. I mean, <laughs> sorry, uh, we're, we're Minnesotan. So yeah, we, we pick right, up on right. it there. We're not that far off. No, no. no. So I, I'm, I'm loving your accent. Thanks, Mel. Um, your, your process obviously is going to be different than anyone else's listening, right? And Dan's process is different than mine. When it comes to getting back into it, how can we pull in maybe more cross-training? I wanted to bring up cross-training because I feel like with injuries, you're given kind of uh, the time to slow your roll, the time to experiment or get excited and expand what it is that you actually really enjoy doing. So after you got done with your concussion and you were doing, you know, the, the on-purpose dizzy spells, so to speak, do you feel like anything opened for you because you couldn't necessarily go back to your superhuman sets with the power blocks that you were maybe used to? What do you think opened up for you because of your injury or what lesson did you learn because you had to kind of take a step back? Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. I, I, I know. It does make me think. I, I actually started incorporating a bit more um, Pilates and yoga and things that maybe I didn't think that I had time for or space for before. Um, 
weights have my heart. And so I tend to, if I'm in my home gym or I go to a gym, it's straight, <laughs> straight to the weight rack. Straight um, to the weight. But yeah, that's why power blocks, as I yeah, said, I've girl. had my heart for uh, a long time. Power block. Um, <laughs> but, you know, when I first started, I, I couldn't do a lot of those types of movements that were so intense, you know, maybe where you're holding your breath and, and those types of things. So I had to do really slow it down and um, do things that didn't involve so much movement. So working in yoga and Pilates, which were they are super challenging no matter what, but even at the beginning, they were really challenging because I had moved in so long and uh, I was really mm. nervous about just how my brain was going to hold up for, for the slightest bit of movement. So I think it allowed me that space to kind of expand and do some things that are actually probably really good for my body um, in terms of different kinds of strength. And that's that's why you are a role model, Mel. That is, because that is exactly what probably the doctor is going to green light you to do is, hey, you know, you were just off your game for four months, unfortunately. Your stamina, your endurance, your coordination, your flexibility, everything is going to be lacking. And then a lot of the time when you're injured, you overcompensate to make up for that deconditioning. So that's that's leaving room for more injury. The fact that you're worried about, you know, or or putting more time into stretching, range of motion, bringing in those other things, like you said, that you never had space or time for, in quotations, because, you know, we can make time for what what matters. Am I make, right? Yes. You know, yes, we're all humans. 100%. I get it. I get Guilt, it. Guilty as charged. Right? And, hey, and, hey. You know, <laughs> go ahead. I was really nervous, too, because I, I had the power rack at home. Um, it was assembled in my and in my basement after I brought it home. And and I was pretty nervous to get underneath it because the last time imagine. obviously I had been under it, I ended up at the hospital. So I kind of needed to just slowly move into um, getting back into that space where I felt confident enough to, to start using the barbells and, and the weights. And unfortunately, the last time you went under that rack, you had a lot of pain going on, right? A, <laughs> a lot, lot of pain. pain. Yeah. It literally yeah. cracked you in the, it cracked your head open. I mean, yes. I hate to say it like, like that, but holy moly. And I wanted to bring up pain as well because having the injury is painful. But then getting back into it, we as humans, we want to rush everything. We want to go so fast through everyday movements in life. And I know, Dan, I mean, you you do intentional slow movements in your workouts. Yeah. So you would be a great person to work with if you're rehabilitating an injury. Absolutely. But I wanted to talk about pain because paying attention to your body is probably one of the most important tips that I wanted to talk about when it comes to rehabilitating and getting back in the game after an injury. Now, you were talking about setbacks, Mel. Do you remember any specific times where you knew you were pushing your boundaries or going too fast or doing too much? And what was the consequence of that? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the answer is yes. <laughs> yes, the answer is yes. Um, <laughs> part of it was guided by the physio, but uh, I had to start incorporating cardio and hit based. Um, so lots of jumping, like purposeful jumping, skipping, um, you know, jump squats, those types of things, again, to make your brain adapt to the things that you could do before. And um yeah, I pushed it way too hard the first time out. And um, I, I ended up back in bed for, I think, two days, probably, oh. um, after I did it. And so lesson learned, like, I, I couldn't do it right away the way that I could do it pre injury, and I thought I could. And so it, 
I'm probably not the best person to answer that question, maybe, because I think it's really hard to slow things down. Um, the only thing I will say is it does require a lot of discipline to keep at it, because mm -hmm. I think when we do have the pain and you're trying to get back into it, you know, you, at first you're really, really motivated. You get the green light to work out. So it feels great. I'm, I'm back in the game, like, let's go. And then you either hurt or you're, you know, you can't lift as heavy as you could, or you, you can't go for as long. And so it really requires a lot of discipline, I think, to work through those issues and keep showing up so that you get to the point where you were pre-injury, hopefully. Actually, I think you're the perfect person to answer that question, Mel, because you you just literally laid down the framework for something incredible. Like what you just said was, yes, I pushed it too hard and I ended up in bed. Uh, so take your time, be patient, listen to your body, because if you do push that boundary over and over and over again, it's actually going to de-escalate your progress. Uh, so yeah, you were absolutely perfect. And that accountability, that discipline, because I'm sure after you got the green light, went for it and got knocked down again in another, you know, so to speak, to get back up again, that's probably going to take more discipline than even starting again to begin with, to, to keep getting up uh, after what, what our society or what you maybe think of as failure because you're not doing what you were previous. So I think you were the perfect person to answer that, Mel. I give you an applause. Thank you. Yeah, oh, girl. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Now, do you, uh, from your perspective, I would love to know before I go through a couple, a couple more tidbits and pointers uh, for our listeners, what do you think are the, the top three things to keep at the front of your mind or to remember when you are recovering from an injury to get to, you know, your, your tip top shape and or more strong after the whole process? Three things, Mel, throw them down. Three things. All Ooh. right. Um, I think <laughs> I think the biggest one is knowing the difference between what is truly an injury and maybe you've just tweaked something. You know, I think a lot of times maybe you didn't sleep right or maybe you strained a muscle. And so, you know, it's kind of paying attention to whether it's something that you can heal on your own. You know, maybe a little bit of uh, extra ice and rest and over the counter meds versus knowing when you're truly hurt and you need to call in um, someone who's a specialist in their in their chosen field to help you. Like I did, for example, with the physiotherapist, you know, maybe you really hurt your knee. Mm -hmm. I think so many times, you know, we try and soldier on through things um, that we think might be a tweak, which really could be a sign of a more significant injury. So I think that's kind of the first key is to get back. You have to know exactly what you're dealing with. Um, I like that one. And I think a second one would be, um, you know, not putting pressure on yourself, too much pressure on yourself to get back to exactly where you were by a certain timeline or maybe even at all. I think sometimes with injuries, we have to, you know, accept that things might be a little bit different when we get back to our pre-injured state. And so kind of trying to let go of the pressure of, um, I know I did it to myself. I expected For to sure. be exactly back where I was. And, you know, if I wasn't curling as much as I used to be able to curl before the injury, I would really, it would really get to me. Or if my body changed because I didn't train for four months and then I was frustrated with that. Um, so I think 
taking that pressure off and just letting be what will be and trying to just concentrate on healing the injury at the time of the injury, it's all you can focus on. And then as, as you get further through it, you know, it becomes less and less and you can kind of look back and have that perspective. But when you're in the moment, it's literally all encompassing and it, it can be really, really, really tricky. Um, and then I guess the third thing would be kind of what I touched on before, which is discipline. Yeah. Like motivation's not going to be there all the time. You will be motivated when you first get the clearance and the green light to go back to the gym because you'll be like, yes, I've been waiting for this for so long. And that fades really, really quickly. Um, so it's the, the discipline to keep showing up, to do your physio, you know, Dan, if you're doing your, your rehab that you're supposed to, that type of stuff, that those yeah. are the types of things that I think get you to the the finish line, so to speak, sure. quicker. Dig it. Thank you, Mel. Did you have anything that you wanted to throw or ask Mel before I go into one more point? I think it's, abso- it's absolutely wonderful, the points that you put down here. So basically, yeah, if I'm time. understanding everything correctly, the three most important things is patience, awareness, and discipline. So Ooh. those are the three things that you need when you're con- – and you you also mentioned earlier, you know, talking about your, your Instagram family, you know, that's been supporting you through all of this. I think a cheering section is really helpful for that type of, uh, you know, especially when you're going through recovery as well, too. So I think all of those things are very helpful in that aspect. Four things that I did not have when I hurt my finger. I know it sounds <laughs> terrible. I'm comparing my finger injury. His middle to, finger. To, to her head His injury. knuckle. I'm such a tool. <laughs> but, but something simple like that can really throw you off your game. Absolutely. So it doesn't have to be a major injury to Correct. take you down a notch. It can be very simple. But yet it's easily overlooked, which is exactly what I did. I overlooked it. And it was a. I thought it was just a tweak. But it sidelined me for almost a year. So, so that was a, a very good point to bring up. Yeah. You know, being present to your body, like you said, awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Is it pain? Is it injury? Or is it a sprain? Or is it something that's going to potentially be something worse down the road? Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, don't overtrain it. We've already had a discussion about overtraining and what that can do. And absolutely, Dan, like you said, those are massive points. Is the small things can actually be the big things in 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 not just injury ways like small injuries can lead to bigger ones but also the small steps that you take the patience the dedication I call it devotion or you know the discipline those small things are leading to really big results Uh, so keeping that in mind as well one thing I want to bring up was the timing uh, because uh, and please stop me if you think this is wrong I saw that for every week you're out of the game it's going to take you about two weeks to get back in the game. So you were out for four months. Has it taken you about eight, eight months or so to get back in the game, Mel? Or, you know, is that a rule of thumb, do you think? I would say that's a great rule of thumb. I actually haven't heard that, but uh, based on the current timeline that I'm on, I would say that I think that's pretty accurate because, uh, you know, I definitely feel like I'm back in the game. Are we at eight months yet? I'm not, in t- maybe we're at six or seven. So I feel like I'm kind of 90% of the way there. So yeah, I would say that's Dig probably it. pretty accurate. So something to just be realist, you know, to to be real about to when you're looking at how am I going to be back in the game or when can I get back in? Yeah, green light, right? And, and without hurting yourself again, it might take you double, double mint gum. It might take you double the time to get from, you know, fully injured to fully recovered. Uh, so just be real about that, friends, listeners. Yeah. Um, so what I'm what I'm also hearing is that the mind work the 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 way that you're looking at your injury the way that you're looking at your routine the mind work is really important during the recovery because you can't really do a lot of physical stuff to so working more on the mental as well as what i'm hearing 
And then also nutrition. I wanted to bring up nutrition because if you're not able to work out physically, maybe working on, you know, what are you doing in the kitchen? Switching, witching. Mm-hmm. Nutrition, did you, did you put any more time or effort into your nutrition during your recovery period, Mel? I did. Um, yeah? Not, n- not for the first few weeks. I was like, again, you know, basically just uh, surviving, I would say, sure. those first few weeks. But like you just said, you know, realizing that I, I wasn't really working out, I was trying to eat well. So really prioritizing a lot of protein in my diet to try and save the muscle that I had. Um, so I wasn't losing as much muscle. And uh, also working with... Um, some healthcare professionals as well to Im- introduce supplements that are known to help with brain recovery. So uh, cod liver oil, for example, sure. is something that's really a fatty supplement to try and it's really, really um, nutrient dense. So to help heal the brain and um, we're all missing yeah, out on I, good I, fats I really, anyway. I hear you. I hear <laughs> yes, you. Good fats, yes. people, good fats, feed good your fats brain. Fats are very important. <laughs> so yeah, definitely focused on the nutrition part of it as much as I could while I was out. And uh, because it, you're right, it's a big part of it. Well, I'm glad we brought that up too, because a lot of people, you know, they, they only think about the physical when can I get back to lifting and throwing the weight around uh, when really, I mean, throw throw down some broccoli and, and carrots instead of, you know, the, the weights and see where that'll take you too, because that's Absolutely. something to put your time and energy into. Um, instead of those workouts that are also going to provide extremely awesome results. Yeah. So wanted to throw that as well. Mel, is there anything else that you wanted to, to tell our listeners or uh, one more time, tell them your Instagram handle for me? Uh, Melby's Fitness, Melby's underscore fitness on Instagram. And uh, yeah, I like to post uh, my daily workouts and help people out, answer questions whenever I can and just be part of the community. It, it, it really did keep me afloat during that time because it's nice to have a a corner of the internet full of people who are just cheering for you to get back and it's been it it was really helpful during that time one thing i do know is if you want to see someone rock power blocks she is a rad role model oh yeah she knows what is up she's doing yeah she does she knows how to throw them weights around for real i love them awesome yeah we're we're soulmates yeah yeah you're you're swole mates so bad so bad kitten so bad dan is there anything else that you wanted to ask mel before we we say uh sayonara sweetheart i I think we're good i have no questions just a simple thank you for joining us again we really appreciate it and um thank you for opening up about your injuries i know some people can be a little bit squeamish a little bit hesitant about that so thank you very much for sharing that with us and we really hope that uh it's going to help a lot of other people out there who are possibly going through injuries as well to take a more patient approach uh, to their recovery and a smarter, more intelligent look to it. So I thank you very much for, uh, for joining and sharing your insight with us today. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your experience, Mel. It was a pleasure to have you oh, on again, sister. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks. It was great to talk to you guys again. Absolutely. Have a phenomenal day over there in Canada. Eh? I will. It's snowing. Are you surprised? Oh, snow. <laughs> snow. <laughs> Well, it's not snowing here in Minnesota, which is kind of a miracle. So, yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Mel. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Have an awesome day. Thank you, Mel. Bye. Bye. Should we wrap it up, Buttercup? Yeah, wrap it up. I just want to touch on a couple points that we that we spoke about, right? When it comes to how do I get back into the game after an injury? Yeah. Right. Always talk to your doctor. Get your green light. Absolutely. I always talk to, I wanted to touch on those two. Yes. And uh, by the way, these are all things that were touched on on WebMD as yep. well as menshealth.com. We will include links in the show notes. Yep. Get your green light. Even when you do get a, get a green light, go slow, right? Slow Correct. your roll, homie. Correct. Uh, and the reason for that is because you don't want to re-injure. 
there are definitely because you've been out of the game so long that deconditioning is going to be an issue uh, yeah. so be aware of that yeah. anything the, thrown on one of the hardest things is is grappling with our own humanity <laughs> understanding that we are not Put that on a t-shirt yeah it, it's true it's true <laughs> Shit. i mean it's the source of half of our problems is Humans. we're having a hard time is we just naturally have a hard time understanding our own limitations yes and i think dealing with an injury is a key example and honestly I hate to genderize it, but I think men are worse at it than, than women are in terms you of... You don't say. Uh, th- I'm just going to go on a hunch. I don't have the data to back that up. I'm just based on my experience and people I know is, you know what? I'm okay. I can tough it through this. Yeah, yeah. You know, I can I can tough it out. This isn't... We're no talking about deal. vulnerability and weakness exactly. in a different episode, right? Exactly. This is no big deal. I can handle it. And so we tend to push ourselves and we push it too hard. And that's when, you know, a minor injury, a tweak, for example, yes. can become a bigger and, you know, a major injury which I think, you know, in my case is probably what happened. So after the tweak, which was in this finger, by yeah. the way. <laughs> so after the tweak. We'll blur that out. Yeah, yeah. After the tweak, did you keep working on that finger or did you stop immediately once you've had the tweak? Do you know what I mean? Well, there was a level of pain involved where I there were certain things that I couldn't do. Sure. But, there, but the things that I could do where there, I, I would still push through and, and keep going through to where the pain was tolerable. Got it. It was one of those situations where we've talked about in the, this in the past is understanding the pain that you're feeling. What type of a pain? Is it a sharp pain? Stop. Is it a dull aching pain? You're probably okay. Um, this was definitely a sharp pain. It felt like yeah. there was a knife being waved oh. under my knuckle. So I knew something was wrong. Me out. But I would still keep going because, like I say, it's just a finger. Yeah. You know, that's <laughs> all it is. You know, sure. I, it's not like I can't walk. It's not like I can't drive a car. It's a very important phalange. Exactly. It's just a finger. I can keep going. Well, I kept going, and it took, like I said, about a year to finish. To, uh, wow. A year to heal. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's a long healing process. Uh, yeah. I mean, but uh, to be realistic, a lot longer than it should have been. Yeah, well, you know, you could have cut that down <laughs> yeah. with a little rehab, yeah, yeah with a little PT. Yeah. Another thing I wanted to bring up. Thank you. Talk to your doc, right? Get the green light. Yeah. The the second thing I want to bring up was the mental, the yeah. mental preparation yeah. and the realistic expectations yeah. of you are not obligated to be back in action in a certain amount of time. Right. Exactly. And also realizing that you're not going to be exactly the same right away. You silly human you. So really being uh, very cognizant of if you're out for one week, it's going to take you about two weeks to get back in the game after that. So that two to one ratio. Right. Realistically. Slowing your roll. We talked about patience. We also talked about uh, discipline, which Mm -hmm. I'm changing in my vocabulary to now be dedication or devotion. Right. I'm devoted to my body. Being its best, most top notch, right? It sounds so much softer. And Doesn't so much it? It sounds gentle. so much more nurturing and yeah. feminine. Yeah, discipline, I, I think of a drill sergeant screaming at me. That's what I think of with discipline. So maybe, well, maybe I'll use your word. My stepfather, and the reason I'm taking discipline, side bay, the reason I'm taking out discipline of my vocab is because my stepfather used to use it as like, mm-hmm. I'm going to discipline you. Oh, yeah. You know, like yeah. that was the yeah. kind of a, yeah. no thanks. So discipline. Yeah. Strikes fear into the heart of many. It does. But discipline in this instance is a good thing. Dig it? Cross-training. We talked about cross-training as yep. well. Yep. Learning how to expand, yep. to find new experiences, to get excited about trying something new. Mm-hmm. That's a really big thing because you're going to have to take all of that energy that you used to put into your workouts and siphon it into something else. Are you going to go crazy? Yeah. Let's go crazy. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and it gives you an opportunity to explore something new, something maybe you haven't tried before, something um, something that you might even find enjoyable and fun. Yes, dig it. Expand your horizons. Expand, there you go. Broaden your mind. Broaden your mind space. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of mind space, working on your mind space, your nutrition during this time, yeah. during your time of recovery, mm-hmm. definitely a smart or and you know, uh, a positive thing to do to siphon that energy as we were talking about, you know, nutrition is extremely important. So if you were maybe looking for a reason here, use your injury, silver lining, attitude of gratitude. What is the lesson that we can be learned here? What can we gain from this utilizing that perspective? Yeah. And you're going to be having a hard enough time keeping a positive attitude when you have a, when you have an injury, it's going to have to be on purpose. If you can improve your nutritional intake and whatnot, you're only going to help yourself. Bingo. So getting, eating properly, drinking enough water, getting enough sleep, all of those types of things, you know, that they talk about, you know, this is, this is how you, you know, help stave off depression and things like that. Those things are going to be important because those are, they're not going to solve your problems, but they're going to make your problems easier to solve. Yeah. So, so when you have that type of an injury type of a thing going on, don't forget everything else. Don't forget the mental health. Don't forget the eating properly. Don't yes. forget to sleep enough. Don't forget to drink enough water. All of those things will make that easier for you to handle. Almost using utilizing this injury as mm-hmm. a way to structure and and create a better foundation in your everyday routine. Exactly. Yes. Yep. It's not going to solve your problem. Right. But it's going to help you solve them. Exactly. exactly. Wow. I dig that. Put that on a t-shirt. I, yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. T-shirts galore. <laughs> I used to have a job writing fortune cookies. Can you tell? Stop. That's not no, true. you didn't. Oh, no, God. That would have been the coolest thing, that, bun. That was an absolute lie. I'd be like, dude, your resume is dope. <laughs> I used to write fortunes for fortune cookies. That would have been a cool title. I, you know what? I'm going to pretend like you didn't tell me that that was a lie. Okay. And pretend like you're a lot cooler because you did. Okay. Dig cool, it? Whatever. I like to pretend. Cool. World of pure imagination. Um, also keeping a journal, as we mentioned, keeping a journal and getting yeah. a cheer, 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 rah, rah squad. Yes. And I you, loved that part. Yeah. And you don't have to have an Instagram following in order Bingo. to be a cheer squad. Your cheer squad can be one person. That can make it. Your cheer squad difference. can be you. Exactly. So so don't don't feel like you have to have, you know, a large following on social media anywhere in order to have a cheer section. It can be one or two people. Just find those people, those friends, those loved ones that are close to you and just absorb the love and the um, commitment that they're giving you during this phase. So it's important. I agree with you. But don't feel like you have to have 10,000 people cheering you on. Be vulnerable and ask for help. Exactly. One or two is all you need. Hey, would you rah-rah cheer me on as I go through my recovery process, bud? Absolutely, Thank I you. Will. I appreciate that. Yes. Thank you for making space for me. No problem. Just don't forget to cheer me on when I go through my I recovery. would. I'll do my herkies. Do you know what herky is? I wouldn't know. What it's a cheer. Is. It's it's a jump. It's a cheer jump. I used to be a cheerleader. <laughs> yeah, I was one of those girls. Not surprised. go Huskies. Dig it. <laughs> well, thank you, Bun. Thanks for throwing down your story. Yeah, absolutely. I really was uh, excited to ask Mel. Actually, she yeah. was one of my favorite guests that we had earlier. Yeah, my story. I feel like such an idiot. I hurt my finger. Don't. Yeah. Well, I got a concussion. Yeah, she wins. She Don't wins feel one, bad but. about yourself. An injury is an injury, and that's what we're talking it's about, true. right? Just being honest. Like her brain injury and your finger injury, they're still an injury, and she's doing better on her recovery than your finger injury, you tool. She did a whole lot better than me. Absolutely. I'm, I love you, though. I'm, I'm just calling you a tool because you called you a tool. I called me a tool. It, yep. You can call See me what you magnetize to yourself? Yeah. It happens. <laughs> Dan, thanks for being here again with me, brother. Thanks for having me. I appreciate me. your time. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Dig it. Thank you, for, thank you for being my co-host. 
thank you for letting me be your co-host. High five? High five. See you next time. Next time. Bye. Mm.